Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you often feel like life is unfair and you don't get what you feel like you deserve? These are the questions that I want to know about, Alexander, on today's episode of the Wise Wise Podcast. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting topic and want to welcome everyone. So glad to be here. So this topic came to me recently. I feel like some of the newer energy, the newer generations coming in are looking at what the older generations have kind of left to them. And they're starting to look at the way life has been lived by these generations in a different way and looking at the unfairness of things and and even looking at it from a perspective of they want to live contently or maybe happiness. But there's another side of this that I've been seeing. And of course, as I'm hearing these interviews or these different little snippets of videos, I'm constantly running through the just philosophies, seeing like, you know, where they may be missing some perspectives there. And and we are starting to attract a younger crowd into the podcast. So I feel like this might be a good topic to talk about and not, you know, poke them with sticks, but to shine the light on some aspects that go along with these sort of dissections of how the world has been the last 50 years. Yeah, and I think this is going to revolve a little bit around the term preference that is very prominent in this philosophy and in the podcast. And again, the philosophy suggests to be able to set our preferences to the side. And again, this doesn't mean we don't have preferences, but it means that we practice the ability to set it to the side because the point is when we do have those preferences, we're jading the way that we're seeing it. So the purpose of being able to set the preference aside is to be able to see things more clearly. And so it seems in these younger cultures or in these younger generations that there's a question about how much they're willing to invest to get what they're interested in having. Older generations have done it to an extreme to where the common work week for many people is over 40 to 60 hours a week. And so we have to be careful as we change. Many times it goes from one extreme to another. And I think that's what we're seeing in the generational gaps here is that the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle still, but we've got people that have overworked for a long time and now their kids or grandkids are seeing that that's not the direction that they want to go. But at the same time, they feel more deserving or equally as deserving that they should have all of the comforts and the luxuries that people that work a lot have. So I think it just creates a challenge no matter what position you come from because the peacefulness is found in that ability to be able to set your preference aside and maybe use systems like we promote in the philosophy of the destiny card system and the human design to understand your divine makeup and how you fit into this world, so to say, instead of just the way that you have your preferences in directions that you want to go. So 
that is just what really helped me along my path. I had my drives and my goals in life, and I pursued those, and I conquered a lot of them, but I noticed that I wasn't getting as fulfilled as I was really looking to. And for me personally, it was a quest to fit in the way I was divinely meant to be here around my soul's purpose to be much more fulfilling than chasing what I thought that I wanted to create. And uh, I think you've got some stories in your own experience of similar. I do like the term purpose. I think that's a good one. We can get into that a little bit later. But I do agree with you that a lot of it comes from looking at past generations and how hard they worked and realizing that they worked so hard and they never got to enjoy what they worked hard for because they're just always working. And you can even look at their relationships. Their relationships suffered because they didn't put the time into having relationships with their kids because they were always working. And we can look at the nuclear family. And so the man always worked. The woman was home and she had a relationship with the kids, but he may not have in most instances. So I can even see this inside of me. I'm kind of like the gap between Mm -hmm. the older generations and the newer generations who are really looking at how things have been the last 50 to 100 years. And so I can see myself also analyzing these situations and saying, well, that's not how I want to live. But then I can see the younger generations and what they're saying. And I do agree with you. It is almost two different extremes to the point where it, feels like they don't want to work at all because they're questioning life. Like, what is the meaning of life? And to them, it's, you know, I want to be able to enjoy my life. I want to be able to, I don't know if they're using the term contentment like we do, but I want to be entertained. I want happiness. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to do things that I guess they would probably say, do things that feed me. And the older generations knew that, they had to work hard to put their families in a situation where hopefully their offspring would be able to enjoy their lives more. Mm -hmm. So in a way they kind of set up the younger generations for that, because I guess that's why they kept telling themselves that they're working hard for. So it is an interesting paradigm that we find ourselves in, but I do agree. It seems like it is two extremes. And I feel like this conversation today is to kind of shine the light on what that kind of thinking, what's missing in that. Because we can't just have fun all the time because who's going to pay for our, I mean, we need to eat, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we also need friction to grow. And so I'll stop right there because I have more, I can just keep going with, with questions and this can be more on the philosophical side, but I'd like to know what you have to say about that. Yeah. I mean, when we bring in the element of subtle energy into this, To see that the amount of effort that you put into experiencing something is very important to the amount or level that you're able to share wisdom. And there's a difference between wisdom and information. Many people share information all the time, but there's very few that actually share wisdom because what separates that is wisdom accounts for the time put in. So is you take an understanding of something technical and then you put it into practice over many, many years and you're going to find many different ways to fail, many different ways to approach it. And at that point, when you share the so-called information, there's a vibration behind it as well. And this happens quite often in raising children that 
the parents are yelling at their kids constantly and saying, why do I have to keep telling you this? And many times what the parent is trying to correct the child at or around, the parent hasn't learned their lesson in that themselves. For instance, say a eight-year-old daughter is coming home from school and her feelings are hurt because somebody called her a name. Then many times the parent will just say, well, don't let what that person says bother you. But then they'll go get on a phone call with one of their friends and get all upset over something that they say. So that's what I'm talking about. This is why the example is more important than the teacher. And most everybody out there is busy trying to be the teacher rather than being the example long enough to where they can, from this point of view, be the optimal sharer of information, sharing wisdom rather than just information. Yeah, another thing came to me is that many of the younger generation are still in their like teens that are speaking out about this, maybe early 20s, but they're mostly at an age where they're not seeking a higher purpose. They're not really engaging with life in that way, and they're more about being distracted, being information-fed, constantly entertained and just taking in information constantly on their phone. And I think to them, that is happiness, but it's very shortly sustained because whenever something happens that they don't like, they're going to be in an emotional reaction. So when we're looking at our life purpose, I feel like it goes beyond whatever your phone is saying at that time. You're really talking about and getting into a spiritual relationship with life where you're talking about how you're interacting with life. What are you giving to this world? And what you get back is it's feeding your soul. So it's a back and forth relationship. And I just don't think that the younger generation has really been at that point where they're entertaining that. Like the constant information overload has overtaken what they feel like life should be. Well, I mean, one of the main things I want to point out here is the five levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual or the religious. And the energetic isn't getting fed and building anything in this constant visual contentment that most people, especially younger generations, are in. And that's why it doesn't have any long-term fulfillment. It's not necessarily fulfilling them on any level except the mental. And no matter what generation we speak about, though just philosophy is mainly focused on balancing out these five levels and living a life in harmony with what we call your divine makeup. I want to share with people here that when we talk about finding your divine makeup, normally your interests are involved in that. See, I started off wanting to be a professional musician, and I accomplished that and got record deals and tours planned and that type of thing. But then shortly after that, I didn't sign that contract, and I started wanting to help people with sound rather than just entertain them. And now sound therapy is a big part of my private practice and what I base a lot of the philosophy around. So see, it helps to just kind of refine our direction and find that place to where we really feel like we're in our ride. And I can see now that if I would have just been an entertainer, I would have been very unfulfilled, no matter how much money or no matter how many accolades I got. So that's the other thing is to take these passions or these interests that anybody may have and understand that many times our direct path still supports those interests. 
And for people that don't have any idea what that interest is, and I think that's what you were saying, some of the younger generation seems to be getting stuck in. And I just really don't know if that's more than it's ever been because the majority of young people, I think, throughout time haven't necessarily known what they wanted to do for the rest of their lives. And that's the way it's been presented instead of what would you like to do for the next three to five years? Everything's always this way too long of a projection. And I do think that that's what the younger generations are bringing in to see that it's healthy to develop things for just a certain period of time and then keep using that as a launching board to go in new directions. And so a lot of this is semantics of just the way people talk about things, the words that they choose to use. And it's very common through multiple generations that one generation doesn't understand the generation that's coming after them and that type of thing. But I do think that this is a good topic to get on to just discuss to hopefully just bring the conversation out to where people can discuss this from a more open-minded perception. That was a good thing to bring up because I've also noticed that in the older generations where they picked one thing and they did that, even if it made them unhappy for the rest of your life because that's what you did. The same thing with when you bought a house, you stayed in it. And so I, I remember when I bought my house in Connecticut and then a year and a half later, I felt like I didn't want to be there anymore. And I heard my dad come in and be like, you need to live there for at least 10 years to build up equity before you can move. Mm -hmm. And I found a way to do it, to move because I'm just not made to stay in something if I'm not supposed to be there. Uh, Whether that's a preference or divinely guided, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. So I think maybe some of what the younger generations have is almost like analysis paralysis where there's so many options that to them picking one and sticking with it for the rest of your life is just mind-blowing. Like they just can't do that because there's so many options. So they can't even just pick one for a smaller amount of time. And one thing that has really stuck with me over the past couple of years is we did an episode on sitting on the fence, conscious decision making. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, you talked about just make a decision, see where it goes, and you can always change your decision. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to, again, like you're not making it for the rest of your life. And I think some people just need to hear that it's okay to make a bad decision because you can always change it. And at least if you make a decision, you're going to learn about that part of it and then you can make a more conscious decision based on that instead of sitting on the fence and always wondering. Yeah, and there's always going to be plenty of decisions that we feel like are made for us. There's still other opportunities in life where it feels like things are forced on us. And whether that's pregnancy or the death of someone or the loss of a job, there's many different levels of decisions that we're discussing here. But in the general day-to-day for people, they can tend to make decision-making over the small things still very, very challenging. Certain designs like the manifesting generators in the human design, they are designed to just stick their toe in and try things. And so it's very hard to suggest a manifesting generator to invest four to six years in schooling to learn to do something if they hadn't had a little bit of experience of doing that. So the way our school systems are set up, it's very challenging for this way that we're speaking of, for it to be an experimentation for people to be able to explore different types of work or fields before investing so much time and money. But that is what I suggest on a private level with my clientele quite often, is find a way to experience what you think that you want to do 
and maybe shadow somebody to see if the actual day-to-day of it is different than the concept of it. Yeah, and earlier you were talking about how your interests led you on your life path, and I've had a similar experience where I taught myself web design and development at 13, and I was really intrigued by this. But then through all of my creative pursuits, I was able to, through the three questions for knowing the authentic self, which we have an episode that is freely available for everybody out there, I was able to look at the common thread through all of the things that I enjoy doing. And maybe this is something that other people will enjoy doing as well. But I realized that it wasn't about coding. It wasn't about math. It wasn't about being on a computer. It was really about creating experiences for people because everything I've enjoyed, you know, I have a career in web design development. I've created a professional wiffle ball (laughs) league back in the day. I enjoy cooking for people which I don't really enjoy cooking for myself as much. Just all these things that I really get fed by doing, it all is about creating experiences for people. And then when I look at it from that more global aspect, I can apply it to, oh, would I enjoy doing this? Yes, of course I would enjoy doing this. So like, I know that that is kind of like my life purpose is to create experiences for people. So I can then you know, feed that into different things and I can still get the same feed as creating a website. So it's not just that one thing that somebody who couldn't take a step back would think that it was just web development. So really look at not the thing that you're doing, but how is it affecting you? Like what kind of energy are you putting in and how are you enjoying doing that thing? Yeah. And to piggyback on that, I think it's useful for many people that feel lost without purpose it can really turn into guilt very quickly. And I feel like many times people are thinking of what is that career? What is that job that I could do that I'd be happy with? Rather than what you were saying is be able to take a step back and just recognizing your life when you just feel good and what is happening in your environment when that feeling is there. And look at it from a little bit more of an abstract view that truly what just brings joy and contentment and then how could that be painted in this world out here just like with mine being music and being a musician for many years and entertaining people there's so many different things to do with sound and music and I've explored so many of them in the last 20 years and I'll continue to explore those but I never see it as limited as just being a musician or just playing in a band or something like that The dimensions can just go deeper and deeper dimensionally when you stop looking at it so rigidly. So in the complete conversation, I want to continue this conversation and maybe even touch upon some of the perspectives of the older generation and how to maybe look at the younger generation and why they have the views that they do and to offer some perspectives so that we can alleviate some of the resistance there that we may all have thinking that things need to be the way that we lived it and not how they're asking it to be. And so I want to get into maybe even fate and destiny and spirituality and into like the life path and the purpose of people, but also we can get into satisfaction and contentment and maybe even get into how wants can play into this, but also (laughs) we could touch upon manifestation. I feel like that is a little bit of the younger generation's view and maybe talk more about uh, wisdom and time and generational trauma and how these views could have been because of the way that the many generations in the last two or three have been raised 
and with the overall global deficit of attention has mm-hmm. led to these sort of views. So I think it's going to be a smorgasbord, hopefully I said that right, <laughs> of information for both the young and the older alike in the complete conversation. So looking forward to continuing this conversation with Alexander. And this journey. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.